Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. Healthcare was highlighted in the State of the Union. Alex Azar calls for taking on drug rebates, and physicians ask Congress to fully implement the High Tech Act. Welcome to This Week in Managed Care. I'm Laura Jost. President Donald Trump trumpeted his health care agenda and made new proposals during Tuesday's State of the Union address, which took place as Congress looks into the high cost of prescription drugs. Trump touted elements of American Patients First, his own plan to bring down drug costs. He asked Congress to pass his plan for an international pricing index, saying, It is unacceptable that Americans pay vastly more than people in other countries for the exact same drugs. He called for greater transparency across the healthcare system, and he voiced support for covering pre-existing conditions, even though critics note his administration is fighting this provision of the Affordable Care Act in court. The president also had several new proposals. First Lady Melania Trump invited 10-year-old cancer survivor Grace Align to highlight a plan to add $500 million in new funding for childhood cancer research. Other new healthcare proposals are a call to eliminate HIV over the next decade, a call for Congress to pass a bill to eliminate late-term abortion, which seems likely to reach the Supreme Court. HHS Secretary Alex Azar said this week that tackling the prescription drug rebate system is an essential piece of bringing down high-list prices and out-of-pocket costs for consumers. In his keynote address at the Academy Health National Health Policy Conference, Azar outlined examples of how the rebate system drives up costs for drugs that are sometimes the only treatments patients can take for their conditions. He called the rebates kickbacks and said the system distorts pricing, even for generic drugs. He said, By one estimate, a quarter of patients will pay more at the pharmacy counter by using their insurance to purchase the brand drug than they would pay if they just paid cash for the new generic. Azar highlighted administration proposals that included putting list prices for prescription drugs in TV ads, something the drug industry opposes. This month marks the 10th anniversary of the High Tech Act, which put billions of dollars into technology for electronic health records to improve patient safety. But many feel that the reality of EHRs have fallen short of their promise. And this week, the American Medical Association and MedStar Health launched a campaign to push Congress to fully implement previous pieces of legislation. Through the website ehrseewhatwemean.org, they offer videos that show common EHR problems, such as poor video display and complex workflows. MedStar built the site based on prior research. EHR technology is dominated by two companies, Cerner and Epic, and many physicians complain about the lack of interoperability, difficult data entry, and interfaces that haven't kept pace with what is seen in the consumer marketplace. In a viewpoint in JAMA this week on the topic, Dr. Raj M. Ratwani suggests five strategies. Create a national database of usability and safety issues. Establish basic design standards. Address unintended harms and vendor mistakes. Simplify documentation required for usability. And standardize usability and safety measures. As FDA creates a process for real-world evidence to play a bigger role in regulatory decisions, the National Pharmaceutical Council is educating stakeholders on what that process will look like. The Council's recent webinar addressed questions about the FDA framework, a December 2018 document that spells out the agency's philosophy, requirements, and timetable 
for including real-world evidence in regulatory decisions. Under the 21st Century Cures Act, FDA will issue up to five separate guidance documents through 2021. As NPC described, FDA's principles for the process will be, are the real-world data fit for use? Does the trial generating real-world evidence answer a regulatory question? And does the study meet regulatory requirements? Dr. Jennifer Graff of NPC said several questions about real-world evidence will be answered. How should it be used? How could it be used? And what are the safeguards that we need to ensure that it is being used appropriately? FDA has taken that work very seriously. Finally, the public health challenge of rising maternal morbidity and mortality has drawn attention to unnecessary C-sections. A study in the current issue of the American Journal of Managed Care shows how difficult this issue is to correct. The authors found that even when women had an interactive tool that helps them compare rates of C-sections among various hospitals, it did not prompt them to select hospitals with lower rates. For all of us at the Managed Markets News Network, I'm Laura Jost. Thanks for joining us. To learn more about any of the stories in this podcast, visit AJMC.com or see the show notes. To get in touch with us, email info at AJMC.com or follow us on Twitter at AJMC underscore journal. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us. 